Consult Group, which has been launching brands into retail for over 30 years, has poured all of its expertise into the Retail Excellence Program so that yours can be next. This online learning program is an easy-to-follow course that helps you get into more retailers sooner. Sign up by going to www.retailexcellence.co. Once again, that's www.retailexcellence.co. These are the times to buy a business like this. You know, it's not like it's always going to be sunshine and daisies for an aerospace manufacturer. You need to buy them at a discount before the herd kind of catches on. Because if you wait till free cash flows at, you know, north of $5 billion, at that point, you know, your return expectations should be a lot more muted. this episode of Early Bird, Daniel Ducina, Director of Investments at Blue Chip Partners. Daniel joins the podcast today to talk about investing in Boeing stock in 2023, including a look at recent events and why the stock might look like a good buy. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you how you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, Daniel, welcome to the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing? Doing very well, Stephen. Thank you for asking. Well, <laughs> thank you. I'm glad, we could, uh, glad you can be here today. We're going to be talking about Boeing and how the stock might perform in 2023. But before we get to that... Daniel, um, how would you describe your your background in 30 seconds or less? Sure. Well, uh, thanks for having me on, Stephen. Uh, I'm currently the Director of Investments here at Blue Chip Partners. Uh, we're a registered investment advisor based out of Metro Detroit. Uh, here, we operate a little differently in the sense that we actually manage the uh, entire book of equities in-house. Mm-hmm. So myself and the rest of my committee, committee are uh, researching the equity markets and positioning our clients how we few fit. Prior to Blue Chip Partners, I worked at BlackRock uh, in the fundamental equities business for about five and a half years. And so got to learn from some of the brightest and the best, uh, specifically focused on the income and value portions of the domestic equity market with some exposure to global equities as well. Wow. Incredible background. It's great to have you on today. Um, So Boeing, um, this is a stock you seem to be uh, bullish on for 2023, right? Yeah, that's correct. What 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 about uh what about Boeing in particular do you really like? Yeah, I mean I mean it's a few different things, and generally when we look at companies, um, we we do take a bottom up approach, but even within that framework, we'd like to take a step back and basically look at the the top down view as well. So you know, take a look at cyclical areas of the market versus defensive. What are our indicators telling us within that? You know, what sectors appear ripe for investment? even further within that, what industries. And so without going into too much detail on the top-down elements, you know, what it really boils down to for Boeing, it's 
quite frankly, it's a turnaround story. I mean, this is a great American blue chip business that came on, I would say, kind of a dual pronged hard times, if you will. So first and foremost, the, the grounding of one of their flagship planes uh, back in 2018, you layer on the COVID-19 pandemic, which certainly anyone involved in the travel space was going to suffer. And with that came many challenges in terms of how to right the ship. Um, and it can take many, many years in some cases. But with all that being said, you know, we've gotten to a point where this turnaround story really has some legs. And so what I would say it boils down to is a few different things. Um, catalysts that I see within the, within the stock and the business itself, uh, first and foremost, a travel recovery. I mean, you're already seeing it. Um, we continue to believe that maybe uh, against some of the consensus expectations that the consumer is incredibly well positioned, uh, even despite some of the tighter financial conditions that we're seeing. Certainly there's some room for weakness here, but the shift that we're seeing from spending on goods to spending on services, that has been an immense trend over the last six months and we see that continuing. And so that bodes very well for folks like Boeing who are heavily involved in the travel space. It, second would be delivery rates. So rising delivery rates at the commercial aerospace manufacturers, really it's a duopoly between Boeing and Airbus. Um, and I, I have plenty of items to speak on with regards to this, but really it is the delivery rates that drive profitability at these two airframers. And so we do have an expectation for rising delivery rates this year. Uh, the order book supports robust forward delivery growth. And I would say that's a ma major catalyst for the name. And then finally, one of the most interesting catalysts, I would say, is this retirement and refreshing of plane cycle that we believe we're about to embark on. Um, if you look at just the backdrop in terms of what the airlines, which are Boeing's clients, have done over the last two years, three years, really, it's actually been to let their current fleet of planes age past where they probably normally would. And so with that, you've got this pent up backlog of, I would say, planes that need to be ultimately retired and refreshed. Mm -hmm. And that's incredibly supportive for a firm like Boeing, who is ultimately going to be the benefit, the beneficiary of, you know, profits flowing their way because they're, these airlines are quite frankly, frankly going to need to replace their planes. So we see it starting to get reflected in orders uh, flowing in. And I would say that, you know, those three items, at the stock level, travel recovery, delivery rates, and this refresh cycle really are the, the prominent catalysts. And I would say this is a name we've been watching for a while, but we're a little bit cautious just given the fact that there has been some management missteps in the past, which made us a little bit more hesitant to just jump at the, uh, I would say, enticing valuations. Um, but we've gotten a lot more comfortable about that. And I can speak as to why later on, if that's of interest. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you, you said you kept your eye on this for some time. This is a, a company that in the past 12 months or so has been on the side of being positive in its stock price. A lot of stocks out there can't say the same thing, especially after a rough 2022. Um, how far back has, have you and your firm been taking a look at Boeing and considering it as a stock to invest in? Yeah, it's, I would say, you know, full disclosure, we, as a firm, Blue Chip Partners, we do, you know, on behalf of our clients own positions in the stock and have done so since late 2022. But realistically, we've been watching the name, I would say, fairly closely since probably the end of 2021. Um, and realistically, what we were trying to ascertain is a reasonable path 
towards positive free cash flow generation because free cash flow really is what drives a company like this and that's what it's going to be valued on. And so we really weren't comfortable with initiating a position until we saw that meaningful path for strong free cash flow growth and ultimately a positive inflection and strong growth thereafter in free cash flow. Uh, what really kind of turned the table for us was back in September, um, management for Boeing hosted an investor day. And this really was kind of a, a pivotal moment for, for us and for me in particular, because management was not only able to provide, I would say, a quelling of the fears, some of the primary fears that we had, which included things like supply chain disruption, which seems to be lingering in the aerospace uh, industry, but really just a, a map for free cash flow, where it was going to come from and what it should look like over the next three to five to 10 years. And to do it in a way that was convincing enough for folks like myself, um, really put hard metrics and numbers around it. You know, that's really what we'd been waiting for. Um, because realistically, I mean, buying a stock when it's cheap is, is, is great, but the valuation can stretch further and, you know, stock can get cheaper um, if it's not supported by actual free cash flow and earnings growth. So, you know, to hear that laid out in a way that we felt was pretty compelling and concrete, um, that's ultimately what, what got us more excited and interested in the name. And I would say, you know, the fact that the, the roadmap that management provided um, you could actually argue that it's it's conservative. And so that's really where you can get significant upside in a name like Boeing that, um, you know, realistically is what I would call it. Again, it's operating in a, a duopoly, essentially. Um, and it's it's a great business that, you know, fell on hard times and they're riding the ship as we speak. Yeah, it, you're right. It is a heck of a recovery story. And since you brought up the, the free cash flow, since the company has been very public about this cash flow back around September, as you said, stock's been up quite a bit since then. Um, when you look at Boeing, what, what are you most excited about? Is it really the travel recovery, as you mentioned before, and how Boeing can certainly contribute to that side of the business? Or is it the, the aerospace and defense uh, demand that we're starting to see grow a bit? Or, or is it a little bit of both, actually? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's equal parts because at the end of the day, they're all kind of intertwined. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that top down story, the, the travel recovery, that's going to lead into higher delivery rates, as is the retirement and refresh cycle. And, you know, all that's going to lead into ultimately, you know, producing higher levels of free cash flow at a company like Boeing. Um, the other thing I would say, too, and it may be something that's even more exciting to me is that um, we are even through the, the previous weeks and kind of the start 2023, getting a development on a, an additional catalyst that we really don't even have baked into our assumptions yet, but that's a recertification of their flagship 737 MAX in China. So China, it's obviously a humongous market for any multinational firm. Um, but since the grounding of the 737 MAX back in 2018, um, China had yet to officially recertify the plane. And so just starting this year, they actually have started to authorize flights again for that plane, for the airlines that are based in China to operate those planes. Um, but they haven't authorized any new deliveries yet. So if you do start to get into an environment where China not only is allowing flights again, but actually authorizes new deliveries, that's a massive tailwind for a stock like Boeing. So they've got a lot of levers to pull from that perspective. I would say they have been up against it in terms of supply chain, aerospace yeah. and defense is probably 
I would say one of the last shoes to drop in terms of actual supply chain moderation, just because of the nature of so many different inputs from so many different parties. But if you do get, I would say, a, even a minor resolution um, to some of the issues that are, I would say, still persisting today, mm-hmm. and you layer on the fact that there's that additional tailwind outside of the ones I already mentioned that we see in China, I mean, these are these are the times to buy a business like this. You know, it's not like it's always going to be sunshine and daisies for an aerospace manufacturer. You need to buy them at a discount before the herd kind of catches on. Because if you wait till free cash flows at, you know, north of $5 billion, at that point, you know, your return expectations should be a lot more muted. Good point. When we return, We'll hear from Daniel about concerns with Boeing and what might happen to Boeing if there is a recession in 2023. But first, let me tell you, you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, Investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. So, uh, Daniel, today we're talking about Boeing, and you've taken a very bullish position in the company overall uh, for 2023. I just want to play devil's advocate real quick, sort of present the bearish case for or rather against Boeing. Um, certainly, as you mentioned, there's a lot to like about the company, uh, especially when you look at the fundamentals and the improvements that it's made as a recovery story. But there are concerns. Um, the company just had layoffs not too long ago. The, the P.E. ratio is not that appetizing, especially at a time when as it seems value stocks are on the upswing. Um, what do you say about some of the concerns that investors might have with Boeing stock? Yeah, well, I mean, full disclosure, I mean, I'm, I think part of the, the prudent exercise of going through any single stock uh, research process, you have to be cognizant of the risks involved. I mean, for us, it really is three major risks. And, you know, number one, the free cash flow could disappoint. Supply chain challenges could inhibit the growth trajectory. And then finally, the pace of air traffic growth could ultimately falter, you know, which is a very reasonable assumption to make, especially as consumers are faced with potentially tighter pocketbooks. So, you know, what I would say is that um, there's nothing in the data as it stands today or that we've seen in the last six months that would indicate the bottom's going to fall out of demand for Boeing products. You know, and these are feels weird calling them products because these are large multimillion dollar planes. But there really just is no indication that we have right now that there is not going to be that kind of continued and persistent level of growth in demand for deliveries of Boeing's planes. And ultimately, that's what provides kind of a floor under the the, the company. That's what's the revenue that's coming in the door. And so after that, you know, what what the challenges could be in terms of cost control. I mean, I think you're spot on. Certainly the layoffs are, are one element that I would say are kind of an X factor. Um, When you think about the state of labor today, and I would say specifically here in the US, um, companies can can kind of take one of two approaches. Number one, it's it's they just wrap their arms around employees because to be completely honest, the labor market's incredibly tight 
relative to where, you know, growth expectations are. So they just don't want to lose any good employees and they're willing to foot the bill for higher cost of labor. Or number two, they could, you know, let employees go and ultimately try and hope that they can get them back in the door when the time is right, when they need them and when costs might be a little bit more palatable. Um, I think this is a healthy exercise. This is a, a, a part of the cycle where it's not unordinary to see some companies start to tighten up their belts a little bit. And ultimately, I mean, I think this is a trend that you actually could see persisting for, we want to talk about a secular trend in terms of automation and, and the like. You know, I really don't think that any employee is going to be, I would say, especially in a manufacturing industry, um, I would say as safe as they might have been maybe 10, 15 years ago. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that robots are going to start making planes uh, and they're not going to need human oversight. But the fact of the matter is, one of the things we like about Boeing and the management team they have in place is that they are committed to being forward thinking. And part of that forward thinking is being able to position the business, not just from a, you know, able to deliver on revenue expectations perspective. It's also uh, from the perspective of able to, you know, position the business for growth and profitability. And so a big part of that profitability is controlling costs. So if that means tightening up the belts and laying off some employees for a period of time, you know, ultimately that that's a prudent exercise. Um, and then the last one I would say, you know, in terms of actual pace of air traffic growth, this is, this is very much in line with, I would say that shifting consumer preference in terms of spending money on goods to spending money on services. The, the kind of wallet share that was tied to consumer spending on goods from essentially the end of, I would say, 2020 up until uh, the uh, middle of 2022, it, it was dramatically tilted towards spending on goods to the tune of, you know, 3x what it usually is. And so to see that coming back down to earth and all of it shifting towards services spending, which actually tends to be a little bit stickier than uh, spending on goods, I think that's a, a huge supporting mechanism for us. Um, and so I do think that getting back to long-term trend in terms of spending levels on services is a start. You could actually even see it go higher uh, because quite frankly, we're just approaching what I would call the normalized level of growth and spending on services today. Mm. No, you're right. I think spending is starting to, to really catch up and grow. Um, what about if there's a recession? Um, I, I obviously, I'd imagine there had to be more caution as an investor if we ever did reach recession, especially for a firm like Boeing, where so much of it is based on demand. Are you concerned at all about how a recession could change the forecast for this company? I mean, without a doubt, any industry that is um, consumer facing is going to have to bear some impact from a recession. I mean, given the fact that a recession would indicate lower appetite from the consumers and the consumer ap appetite essentially equates to, you know, 70% of domestic growth. It's certainly a factor worth considering. What I would say in response to that is that, you know, even if we just had normalized levels of demand and, you know, we were stagnant and there wasn't any additional consumer appetite, I'm going to lean on the fact that this wave of replacement demand is going to be coming down the pipeline as these airlines think, Delta, United, American Airlines, whatever you may you know, fly, um, you have this wave of replacement demand coming in as a lot of their aircrafts age into this 25-year-plus age range. 
Um, and so regardless of, I would say, growth in consumer appetite, that's coming down the pipeline. And so unless these, these airlines want to hold this level of demand forever um, and don't anticipate growth ever again, they're going to be refreshing their planes because as it stands today, they've already pushed out the average age of their fleets to a degree where we probably wouldn't have seen if it weren't for the pandemic. And so I would say that that whole wave of replacement demand really does or really should operate as somewhat of a support mechanism for a firm like Boeing, who again operates in that dual duopoly with Airbus. Mm -hmm. Well said. It, it is seemed like a good space. And so, you know, you're bullish on, on Boeing and expect it to go up this year. Is, is there still room for growth? Is it too late for the average investors to get in on Boeing? Or no, do you think there's still some runway ahead? No, I think th this is a multi-year growth story. Um, and so when you look at what management laid out back in September 2022 in terms of not just a free cash flow inflection to, joint, to, to, to inflect positive, but the runway for free cash flow over the coming years. And so, you know, certainly I, I think the, the normal or, or I guess most widely used valuation metric of price to earnings, be it trailing or forward, is broadly appropriate for most industries and businesses. Um, for Boeing, I mean, the share price really tracks free cash flow. So realistically, you need to ascertain, you know, what price am I willing to pay for, for a share of free cash flow? And where do I think, think free cash flow is going to be over the next three to five years? And so if you do believe what management is saying in terms of the free cash flow trajectory, which is essentially mm -hmm. um, 10 billion annually in free cash flow in the very near future, mm -hmm. um, then, then shares are still not just reasonably valued, but I would say pretty cheap today. Yeah. So a lot of it rides on Boeing's ability to actually deliver that. But if you believe that they can, which we do, then you're getting a good deal on the, these shares still. Wow. I hope, hope you're right. It looks like a great company and a, and a heck of a recovery story. Uh, Daniel, thank you so much for uh, coming on the Early Bird Podcast, talking about investing in Boeing stock for 2023. Uh, before we wrap up the podcast, I just have... One final question, and it's the most important question for today's discussion. That question for you, Daniel, is if you had to teach a class on anything, what would you teach? Gosh, this is a tough one. Uh, I could go a couple different routes with this, but I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with pizza. So I <laughs> recently picked up a, the hobby of making pizza. I make the dough from scratch, the sauce from scratch, and I love it. So I would love to pass on my newfound hobby and knowledge to everyone else. Sounds great. Thank you again to Daniel Ducina for sharing your insights on Boeing. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day.